This is Table Talk 22.5 from the boys at Late Afternoon Gaming. Tonight, we're talking about some current hot topics, as well as what fashion accessories Duncan needs for his in-person DMing. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to Table Talk. This will be uh, 22.5. Um, oh my goodness. So, to start, uh, it's been a while. We haven't done a session in about a month. Except the last session that I published, I published like four or five days ago. The reason for that is at the beginning of the last table talk, I was uh, discussing some of the issues I've been having with my PC uh, and how I had to back it up. Well, it's a good thing I did back it up when I did because when I was about halfway through editing the last session, my computer just completely died. Uh, I was telling Jack before we started this that I got some update that removed my ability to use my mouse and keyboard on the login screen uh, and I, I couldn't turn it back on uh, and apparently this is like a not a terribly uncommon problem so I had to I had to wipe my computer and start over uh, so that was fun but we're back uh, and I only have a couple things to talk about for the ombudsman report uh, one of the things that you'll notice I assume none of you have listened to the session yet from uh, the one I published earlier this week no not that not one yet no so you'll notice on that one, and this has happened like once before, where Duncan's voice keeps dropping off at the end of something. He'll be saying something, la la la, and then it'll just disappear, like on the last syllable of something he's saying. So you can usually tell what he was saying, but the last syllable or two will drop off. Um, and that's a consequence of the extreme amount of white noise, like the amount of noise removal that I would do. Would it... <laughs> uh, because you were, it was just like some weird crackling stuff was going on with your audio. Um, like the things that I had to do to make it listenable ended up like destroying like the last syllable a lot of times because it would just end up dropping off with the noise reduction. So that's why that happens. But I think that's not going to happen this time because uh, we did some audio checking. Um, the only other thing I have is uh, this last session was a good um, like... We had a really long combat in it. Even after I did the reduction um, in length and, you know, cut out a lot of admin or cut out what I could, it was still like an hour and change long. It was like a very long fight. Uh, I would argue a pretty interesting one overall, but uh, people might wonder, like, why does Shepard hate the fights in D&D so much? Like, why even play D&D <laughs> if you don't like the fights? And the answer is... I, have I, often I don't... asked myself this question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I dislike fights. Um, it's that... Now, I'm always looking at it from the podcasting angle, where I'm like, oh man, like, I gotta find, like, I, I need to do an hour of music, and each song is only like three minutes long for a fight. That's that's a nightmare. And um, I think that it, it sometimes translates well, and it can become interesting, um, but just narratively, it's not super interesting, and so I'm always, I always end up trying to edit more within a fight to see what I can cut out, whereas if we're like, walking around town talking to people um i don't really edit out barely anything um and so that's that's why i don't like fights it's not because mechanically i don't like them because i do it's it's the podcast side of it where i'm like oh no <laughs> like Have editing this is gonna be so terrible sound effects to the fight yeah right that would make it even worse <laughs> so uh, i think our i think our next campaign needs to be like a D D political thriller 
Um, think like House of uh, oh, Cards, but D and D. I would love that. That way, like <laughs> that no no combat, best. just all like social interaction. Yeah, but we have to use the D and D system, which is very yes. well optimized for social encounters. It, yeah, it is. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. The, our next campaign is going to be. Uh, it's going to be a Delta Green campaign, but you guys are going to start in high school. We're going to start with the bubble gum shoe yeah. system. Yeah. Uh, where we'll go from bubble gum shoe to gum shoe, be like, but like cyber bullying and <laughs> oh, stuff nice. like that. Uh, I thought we were so going to do we'll the like lair of the Bethuvian pleasure queen or whatever the fuck it was called. The, the Bethuvian oh, demon I think whore. you're talking about demon the. Whore. The, the pleasure prison of the Bethuvian demon horn. Well, you know, I'm glad I got Bethuvian, right? Even if I got nothing <laughs> yeah. else right. <laughs> right. Yeah. The hardest um, thing to remember. And, no, <laughs> you guys are, I don't think, like, not mature enough mature players enough. for that yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. For, for what I want to do Give in this scenario. Give me a roll. Um, yeah, I, I do want to say, I'm not going to give too many details on the podcast, but I have been running a more... Adventurers League like uh, campaign for some other people in person, um, and I really am trying to embody more of the you know Doug Douglason elite GM mm. uh, kind of. Um, it's not exactly a persona, but I'm definitely running it more that way, where it's these like sillier but delivered seriously narrations with uh, like lots of roles and, and maybe overly harsh rulings. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, the overly harsh rulings thing, those are my, my like my favorite things that we would do in the um, Adventures League sessions that we did, where it's just like an outrageous ruling on, uh, uh, on like, you know, oh, you, you just do like a little poorly on a skill check. It's like, oh, you get struck by lightning and die. <laughs> like it's just punishing. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a, uh, it's a thrill. No doubt. Uh, but that's it for the Ombudsman Report. For our downloads, uh, we have passed 1,000. We are at 1,037 all-time downloads. Um, so that's nice. We uh, we actually got more downloads from some of our foreign countries. Uh, when I checked a couple days ago, uh, or when I checked like a couple weeks ago, Germany was at 12, I think. And then a couple days ago, they were at 18. And then today, they're at 21. So we got some more... We, we, I think we've got a German fan, uh, so that's great. We also, our Dutch, we went from uh, 9 to 12 downloads, so, you know, people are, there. someone's coming back from these uh, these European nations, which is very nice. exciting, but I'm glad we surpassed 1,000. Now, again, we've got, <laughs> we've got a ton of episodes, so the, <laughs> the average download per session is still, like, hovering around 20, I think, because uh, we well, have 54 total... Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. We have 54 total um, episodes, so the the average download is still around 20. I mean, for our European listeners, uh, I mean, as as you prepare to go into a winter with you know maybe no like no ability to heat your home um, and maybe not much food, there may be nothing for you to do but listen to podcasts. And I think we're as good an option as any. Yeah, that's how you that's get true. your spiritual sustenance while you will be starving in all other respects. Right, you won't be starved of, you know, Curse of Strahd. Yeah, great D&D content. Which, you know, right. nobody's ever played Curse of Strahd on a podcast before, I, I don't think. So, it's good that yeah, we're Yeah, I doing looked it. around. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we're and, I mean, that's... We talked about, hey, what do we want to do with the podcast? And I had said, you know, it's important to me that we um, 
like signal boost some, you know, interesting scenarios that I don't pe- think people know about. So I picked this relatively unknown module uh, for that reason. Yeah, very it brave is. Of you. Uh, it was Thank funny. I, I talked before about when I was looking through the podcast pages of iTunes when we were first starting and just seeing what was going on there. And man, oh man, it's it's like there's a hundred thousand D and D podcasts, and like half of them are Curse of Strahd. I think it's <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Yeah, I, I I mean I think it's the uh, like prototypical module. I. I don't go to physical bookstores that much anymore, but if if they if it's like a Barnes and Noble or something and they have a little section that has D&D stuff, you know they'll have maybe the core references and they'll definitely have Curse of Strahd and then whatever like the newest stuff is. Yeah, so. cuz I don't I don't think most people are diving into Descent into Avernus on their first one like there's a, it, there's a lot going on there and you have to know stuff. One of the nice things about um, Curse of Strahd, which you're not necessarily going to know if you're just picking up a random book, but you don't know you or sorry you don't have to know anything about anything forgotten realms wise because this takes place in like this little pocket dimension place where you don't have to you don't have to know anything and you can just dive right in and not have to worry about like a greater context yeah i i think that's part of the draw i think part of it is that even if you don't know what it is you've heard of ravenloft so, for our upcoming D&D political thriller, I think we should really lean into that, where we'll, we'll, we'll do something between two countries in Faerun, but we're not going to give any background. you got to do that research by yourself. Just go read a couple dozen Forgotten Realms books and you'll be okay. And we're just going to dive right. right in and it will be completely incomprehensible to everybody. And it'll be great. So... I thought I would, you know, do more of kind of... A, I was going to hold a mirror up to, you know, modern-day American society. Um, yeah, and I was deliver we some, some really ham-fisted mirror. commentary. Um, mostly by, like, forcing plot elements on you guys that you <laughs> yeah. aren't interested in. I think you should you know that democracy is under threat like, in Oh, Burugan? my God. The queen has died. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, you really brought us down, dude. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, yeah. you know, I feel you know like how people into are really the royals about I am. Mm-hmm. So now Meghan Markle's the queen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh well, it is. Uh, people, there, there are some people who are being very sort of performatively sad about it, but there are also a lot of people who are, are either obviously don't care or are being openly happy about it. it it's very polarizing, which. I guess I could have expected, but it's interesting to watch. Yeah, I don't know. And it's weird because usually current events bring us together. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh. So this one really, you know, threw me for a loop. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't really get the whole Royals thing. Shepard and I were actually talking about this yesterday. Um, I guess I, I, and it's it really impossible for me to imagine this properly, but I've got to think that if I grew up in the 21st century with a country that had a monarchy, I would be a little embarrassed. Yeah, although I'm also not qualified to speak about it, but it does seem like even within Britain, most people understand that it is not like the royal family is now there making policy decisions. I I know, but But my my point is like when your defense of something is to minimize it. Yeah. Like, you know, when I point it, it, if someone's making fun of you for something and your response is well yeah I do this but it's almost like I don't 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Like that's that's the opposite of a de- of a defense, uh, and so I. That's a good point. I, I'm not saying that there's like no good that comes from having a monarchy or something. I'm not really clear on what it is. Maybe it's just like uh, you know culturally it's important to them, and yeah, I don't know. It's I, like a living history kind of thing. As uh, like as Americans, uh, you know, part of a proud country that's been around for a couple hundred years. Uh, versus Britain which has been around for fucking forever they they have a much stronger sense of history and that that plays a much bigger role in what does and does not matter to them culturally right yeah, but, but this, it, it seems this like it should be attracting yeah. a lot more criticism like you know in the, in the past couple of years where there's been a lot of political unrest and and you know in particular like a, and I don't want to call it an attack on history but because I, I don't mean to sound pejorative, but you know there have been there's been a movement with people that are are trying to you know doing things like pulling down statues and trying to remove references that portray unsavory historical events in a positive light. And in the UK, that same thing was happening. But they have a literal monarchy that, I, as far as I know, did like terrible things in ages past. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons um, why a it, lot of people are kind of celebrate like. It's always sad when someone dies, right? But a lot of people are like, hey, you know, royal family kind of fucked a lot of places up back when, like, (laughs) there's a lot of countries who their past has been shaped by being just ground down by the British Empire back in their heyday, right? People are still feeling the effects of it. Yeah, I mean, not even celebrating. Not even back in their heyday. I mean, if you look at, like, what went on in Kenya in, you know, the 50s. Right after World War II, when the last yes. of the British Empire started disintegrating, I mean, it was it was pretty. Shortly brutal. after Queen Elizabeth II's coronation, yeah, yeah, um, there's an event where it was like 440,000 Kenyans or something were slaughtered or not slaughtered, but killed by uh, by the Brits. Uh, like yeah. some of this happened in living memory and within the reign of Queen Elizabeth. So, the, I I don't really have a strong opinion one way or another, but that is what some of the people who are you know celebrating her passing. Are pointing to is stuff like that of like the um you know her legacy is not 100 percent you know pure by any stretch not even close um, right and and so i think it's I, this is gonna shock everybody but i think uh, uh slate star codex had a really good uh <gasps> um you know article or whatever on this a long time ago where um he was talking about how people will a lot of people are, are somewhat um inconsistent on whether they should be celebrating the death of you know some person that's controversial where yeah I think you know when it's on my side was one of the Margaret Thatcher was his example because people were doing ding dong the witch is dead with that but then it was uh yeah I don't remember who the other person was but someone else died and they were saying oh well you can't be happy about this right yeah every death is tragic or something like that uh so it's I, I don't think that those views are incompatible. Like, you can say, you know, her death is a tragedy, you know, because it's, a, you know, a person who died. Um, but then also say that her legacy wasn't pure and that what she represented might not be a great thing. I don't think those things are incompatible. I think you can, no, but I, like, I mean, treat people with I dignity and respect, but then also, you know, be critical of, of what their achievements were. I don't think this is that complicated, though. It's just, I mean, we, you could celebrate their death if they were bad. And you shouldn't if they weren't, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, <laughs> there you go. Any other problems you want me to solve? Yeah, but of course the issue is 
if like there are lots of people who thought Margaret Thatcher was bad, and there were lots of people who thought she wasn't, it's and a, so some people will it's, celebrate, it's, and it's then the joke. other people will say, "Well, okay, yeah, that's I fine." Was kidding. Okay, okay. I was, I was pointing <laughs> pointing out the inherent. Well, well, you see, Duncan. Problem here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you didn't see me push my glasses up onto my nose, but I did. Oh, well, if you had said actually, yeah. um, I would have well, known. Actually, um, no, and I'm like, I'm not anti-monarchy. I've said many times that I would like to be a monarch myself. Um, but I'm not. I'm not, you know, the queen Meghan Markle is. And so, you know, that's where we are. So that's, that's yeah, enough okay. about I see you've already put the link in that makes yep. me happy. Yep. No, I found it pretty quick. Google's an amazing thing. Um, that said, everybody should use stuff.go. But that's enough about politically charged topics. Let's start talking about Mar-a-Lago. Well, nice. I, thought, I thought actually let's talk <laughs> yeah. about DuckDuckGo for a while. Oh, yeah, didn't right. they uh, didn't they change something recently that got people mad? So my, oh, I, I didn't I'll, know this. I'd have to look into it, but from what I understood, from what I read, it was not a DuckDuckGo change anything. It was if you're using DuckDuckGo on Edge, Microsoft is still going to collect data because it's Edge. I think DuckDuckGo oh, is still okay. okay. Surprising no one because yeah. I know uh, yeah. DuckDuckGo uses Bing. As like its base, so I thought it was something about like. No, maybe yeah. It was it was a Microsoft thing in any case. I'm yeah. pretty sure, but I want to say that it's like it's still fine. It's still the best option as far as I can tell. It's it's a competent search engine that's not that's it, at the very least minimizing the amount of data collection. Um, I have it as my default search engine personally. Um. So did you guys read the news that when they were going through the Mar-a-Lago documents, they did, found a file alluding to the existence of a secret program called Delta Green? <laughs> wow. I did see that, yeah. Yeah. It was quickly expunged, uh, but I, I got a screenshot of it. Yeah. I know what's really going on. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's why Trump was interested in all that UFO stuff. Right. Which yeah. really interesting now to I me. Now I know what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> What's really interesting to me is so uh, the Associated Press had like just a, a timeline, just like a hey, here's catching you up on you know who did what at what time and you know who you know whatever, just kind of a timeline of events from starting in uh, January of uh, 21 for the Mar-a-Lago thing. And what's really weird to me is that like there was obviously a lot of interest in Mar-a-Lago <laughs> and the stuff that was there. And Trump and his people had, like, a ton of time where they could have, like, moved <laughs> or uh, or otherwise done something about the files that were there. And they just didn't. Like, they just kept not doing anything. <laughs> like, even after they had, like, a year plus of warning that, you know, someone was eventually going to come in and look. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then and, they and, didn't. And maybe, maybe I misread this, but I thought, like, the big tip-off was... Um, the FBI was invited in to look around and they saw documents and that's what led to the raid. Well, okay, so I, I think all of this makes perfect sense if you give up the false narrative that like people in power are really, really clever and well organized. Yeah. Yeah. Um they, like they're not. Uh I'm not saying that they're all idiots or anything like that. I'm saying that um, many of them are idiots. Many of them are just pretty normal. And they're not that well organized and they change over all the time and they're moving around a lot. And so 
especially with Trump. And I like I I don't want to take a position here on the podcast on Trump, but whether you're a fan or not, um, he's uh, it doesn't seem like he has like a great attention span, and it doesn't seem like he's a really good rule follower. So it doesn't surprise me that. Maybe he had things that he didn't and didn't keep good track of them, and neither did his people. Yeah, but that's and, a lot of people. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's, it, it's not just but, him, but that's, like, that's you know, my with problem a burn barrel. Is, it, it is a lot of people, and that's exactly why nothing happened. You know, it, we all know that, like, if, if one guy's in charge, shit will happen. If you have just this, if you have a group of people, that know about something, frequently nothing happens because everybody thought someone else was going to do something about it. I, I don't fucking know what happened at Mar-a-Lago. My point is, like, I, you know, I have never looked at this administration and thought, like, oh, wow, they seem, like, really well organized. Anything that happens, I'm going to attribute to, like, a well-executed plan. Um, but it seems like a, like a catastrophically disorganized mess. And... Uh, you know, and hilarity, as usual, ensues. <laughs> and yep. now we know about Delta Green. So, circling back real quick to the DuckDuckGo thing, the issue, and I'm, I'm reading from an article here, and I'll link it, um, Microsoft can't see what you search in DuckDuckGo, and it blocks all Microsoft cookies, but if you visit a website that contains Microsoft's trackers, then your data is exposed to services like Bing and LinkedIn. Now, that was the issue that people had, and that was back in May. They have recently amended their uh, agreement with Microsoft, because the reason that was there is it was part of the agreement that they had in order to draw results from Bing. And it looks like that has uh, been closed. So mm. it was never that bad to begin well, with, and now it looks like it's fixed. So Gotcha. They're well, still going to get you on browser fingerprinting. Oh, my God. That's okay. <laughs> I've, I I've shifted over to Ask Jeeves, and I'm not looking back. Yeah. <laughs> If you use yeah. incognito, people can't see you, and it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because that's how I always look at porn on my work computer, is in incognito mode. And I haven't gotten called yet. <laughs> Listeners, that doesn't that doesn't work. Don't do not do that. Well. So, did, uh, Shepard, did you want to, were you leading somewhere? I'm, I'm sorry, I think we cut you off. I don't think so. What was uh, I talking about? I, I, I think you kicked off the Mar-a-Lago thing, and then we we bounced around to some other stuff. No, 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 no I didn't me. kick off Mar-a-Lago. Um, okay, You're going to see that I like Joe Biden. But yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do have a child now, so, I, you know, it's time for me to, like, forget everything and, and stuff. I've started watching baseball I'm sorry, I again. Mean, I mean, like, Dark Brandon. That's, that's what the cool <laughs> yeah, kids dark, call him now, right? Dark Brandon. <laughs> Dark it's Brandon. either Dark Brandon or Sleepy Joe in this podcast. <laughs> I forgot about Sleepy Joe Biden. Dark I Brandon. Liked, I really like the idea of just assigning like a descriptor to someone's name and saying that all the time. <laughs> well, his his original nickname was Old Foot in His Mouth Joe. That's too long. <laughs> it's it way is too long. long. Uh, so I yeah. can appreciate, by the way, the the um. Because the whole let's go Brandon thing was just stupid. Like, I think, feel like regardless of which side of the fence you're on, that was a lame joke. And I'm not sure why it caught on as much as it did. But the well, dark I, Brandon I mean, it, thing it was, is hilarious. So, I, I mean, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking lighting it like yeah. that. <laughs> like, holy crap. Yeah, I, the first so time bad. I saw it, I didn't I even it realize it was real. Yeah. Um, it, it's, they, they're just feeding ammunition to people who, who were like, who don't like the guy. 
Sure. And, and I mean, I, I think that anytime we talk about politics here, we never talk about anything substantive. We talk about like the trolling angle, which is good because it's what I really care about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's what politics but, is for. Yeah. When I saw that, I thought someone had like photoshopped him into like a Star Wars. So I, I, I don't know. I didn't look at it that closely. And then I kept seeing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's wild. I can't believe they did yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. It, it almost it looks like uh, Chancellor Sutler um, <laughs> from uh, V for Vendetta. But great film. Yeah, fantastic. It was you know I, I saw. I guess I think it was my my two first R rated movies were Three Hundred and V for Vendetta. Oh, Three Hundred. And I was like, oh my god, like what the fuck have I been missing? Um, yeah. This is amazing. And life has been great ever since. What I liked about <laughs> yeah. 300, the like, because they, they have the, the real version and then they've got the like, oh, we're going to tone it down to be PG, whatever. And they just like remove the nipples on the topless dancing woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. still, still no top oh, on, yeah, but yeah. she doesn't have nipples now. So, you know, <laughs> you're talking about the TV friendly version. TV friendly, yeah. So, like, now it's family yeah, friendly. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Well, that's right. America, you know? Uh-huh. It's like when uh, wet ass pussy got re redubbed as wet and gushy, and they're like, now it's now it's my good favorite song. Yep, <laughs> now it's on Kids yeah. Bop Forty Five. But I guess I, I I appreciate the you know uneditable stuff that people edit in a funny way. Like I, I mean, I, I think a really memorable one was Snakes on a Plane. Yes, these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday <laughs> <Yes>. plane. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. I was watching uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recently, and in the localization in America, they didn't want him smoking cigarettes, the main character in, like, the second season, or third season, rather. Um, so, they just, it, there's just these obnoxious black shadows that just kind of come out of nowhere. It, it, there'll be something talking, and then suddenly their hand turns into a shadow, goes up to their face, <laughs> and their face is a shadow, and they're still talking, and it's just like, really? That's That's the best you could do? You're just going to black better. out that part of the screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was one of the um, the things with the Yu-Gi-Oh! localization was... Oh, Bandit Keith! Every, everything, <laughs> everything that uh, involved death in the original anime, it was the Shadow Realm. And so, like... Yeah, that's an improvement, the, though. That's actually badass. <laughs> sure. But the Shadow Realm is indistinguishable from, like death or hell yeah it's it's the same thing it's just instead of like you fall to your death it's you fall into this portal that sends you to the shadow realm well there's also <laughs> a great moment in the the battle island like chapter of it where bandit keith the american guy in the show um loses a duel or something and so he runs up to the bad guy maximilian pegasus and in the original version he pulls out a pistol and is pointing it at at, at pegasus's head and the in the localization in America, the gun goes away, and he's just holding finger guns up to Pegasus's head. <laughs> Very threatening. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. He just—he's like, "I got you now," and he's just making finger guns. And if then, I had a kid, I—I I don't care that it's not my last name. I would name him Maximilian Pegasus. It's such a cool name, Maximilian Pegasus. It's I wish there. my name was Maximilian. I wish my name was Seto Kaiba. <laughs> I wish my name was Joey Wheeler. And that. I wish I could talk like Joey Wheeler. Hey, Yugi! Hey! <laughs> I got some new cards! 
That's your next uh, D&D yeah. character is a Joey Wheeler clone. <laughs> Joey Wheeler. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Eisen's gonna... That, that's gonna be Eisen's new persona. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gakabee. I got some new wounds for you <laughs> here. Right? And, he's, and his whole role is something's gonna happen and he's gonna go, What? I don't understand. And then somebody else has to explain it to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> well... <laughs> I need, I need a cape to wear at my in-person game, you and like have. some kind of, some kind of headpiece. I'm checking Amazon right now to see what what the cape action is. You should just get the official D and D dungeon master costume. What is that? Is that real? Yeah. Let's see if no, I can. Is it really? Yeah. Where where can you find this? I'll put the link in. Yeah, I need a link. I'm, 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 I'm looking. I'm looking okay. for it. Just a second. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, like, there's, there's like. a friend of the show who sews. She made me a very cool, um, like, pencil case thing. Um, maybe, you know, if I can't find anything good online, maybe this is something I can commission. Um, there's, on Amazon, you can get some really cheap, uh, reversible black and red, like, vampire cloaks. They're pretty cheap, too, like 15 bucks. I, I mean, of course, I'm I'm jealous of the one that Doug Douglason wears in Fear of Girls. But... I've already linked Fear of Girls. We don't need to link it again. I put it in table talk material. Okay, okay. let's see. Let's... Oh, oh, this looks quite nice, actually. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Okay, so listeners, what oh, we're looking yes. at here... Oh, there will be a link. We're on the Spirit the Halloween website. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it says adult Dungeon Master costume. It's lazy kids are even allowed to be dungeon masters um and it's like this red it's this red robe <laughs> so dumb. with yellow trim it looks ridiculous it looks i like this that the costume, real. This the costume is, has um, a wig thing that makes sure that you're bald on top but then have really long <laughs> flowing white locks going to the sides it, it has this ornate necklace but the necklace is just drawn onto the shirt yeah it's like a tuck shirt yeah, this is great. This is a, this it's is officially horrifying. licensed by Wizards of the Coast. No, it's yep. not. Yep. It's it's made of polyester and latex. This must be the least comfortable thing. <laughs> How do you think this smells everywhere <laughs> for one session? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No. Oh, I've, I got excited because it looked like you could select color, but you can't. It just comes in red. Um, well, hold on. Four interest-free payments of, uh, of 1249 I can afford that. <laughs> now here, here's hey. my thing. If it's if it's a DM costume, they they have a whole sizing table, but I don't know why they have anything under an extra large. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like so stupid. I love it. Okay, here's a here's a picture of the packaging. Oh, good. Oh no, that looks about <laughs> right. <laughs> right, so it's it's like any other shitty. Dungeon yeah. Master costume. Well, look how it's compressed. Uh, so, can you send me the link to this picture so I can put it in? Look, look how his feet are still down there, but he's he looks like a <laughs> like a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So hold hold on. The description in the link you said said, "This is the Dungeon Master from the D and D TV show from the '80s." I knew there was a movie. I didn't know there was a TV show. Oh wow. Yeah. Because um, I I I'm thinking of. You know, I've, I've wanted to start a YouTube channel for a long time. Deep down, I've always been a YouTuber on the inside, I think. <laughs> um, but 
you know, like uh, a series of videos, like a, a real dungeon master reacts. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know, and and going through this entire TV show seems like a good place to start. Hey, can we? Uh, now I'm looking at cloaks on, on Amazon. Can we? Can we? Can we, uh, can we bring back cloaks as a fashion accessory? Dude, I've wanted that for forever. They, they, they seem practical in the winter time. Oh yeah, I bet, uh, I bet you'd be yeah. real warm. If enough of us commit to this, it won't be weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Some of these are kind of stupid looking. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> some of these are pretty cool. So, what do you wear under a cloak? Is the question. Long sleeve T-shirt. That's it. Okay. Nothing. The cloak does the job. Right. See, I feel like so, I would want to wear something like this. Evil dungeon master wizard warlock men's costume. <laughs> they got oh, all the, this looks nice. They got everything in there. Oh yeah. yeah. Like look at that. Look at that. Like the what do you call that kind of look at belt? That scepter. Like that that belt that like doesn't go around the waist. It kind of goes around your abdomen. Right. It's like it's almost it's like a cover bundle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this is good. So right now we're looking at this black wizard cloak that has it has those um, really deep sleeves that are open at the wrists, so you can hide like I don't know. I guess the material components of your spells that you need to cast. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and it's got a nice a pointy hood. It's a good thing this is a black costume. Yep. Yep. Um, that was my yeah, first thought when I looked at it. Yeah. yeah, you're a different uh, kind of got, grand wizard if it's white. You got your staff, right. and then there's an orb on the staff, so you can... That, yeah. that accessory is not included. Well, yeah, what? you can ponder um, it as needed. Uh, oh, costume really? includes yeah. robe, right. cloak, hood, and belt. No, it's a good thing, because if I had an orb like that, I would not be able to stop Yeah, you'd just be pondering. It. Yeah. So um, while we're is, on this, the, is this what actually, Ashcrack's uh, hey, uniform looks what, like? Yeah. What do you guys think about marketing... Um, you know, like a a bracelet that it looks like a, a watch bracelet, but instead of like an actual watch, there's just an orb there for you to ponder. <laughs> I like it. I think that's I think that would sell like hotcakes. While we're talking about just D and D stuff, by the way, I didn't know this movie existed until a friend told me about it. But in 2021, um, Ryan Reynolds starred in a movie called Free Guy about an NPC in a video game figuring out that he's an NPC and freaking out about it. Yeah, I saw a bunch of ads for that. I think it flopped. I... Because I think it, it was, like, one of those COVID online-only releases. Yeah. Uh, it, uh... It's, uh, it grossed $331.5 million. I don't know. Oh, and then the budget was 100 to $125 million. It was successful. Apparently, it's got a sequel in development. I'm okay, kinda, so yeah, I'm I, interested in watching it. I, I hadn't heard I, about it, but... I gotta I, say this tangent. I just I just googled free guy flop just to, to see, and then and and it immediately says inappropriate search results are removed for minors under nineteen. I'm like, what, what, what was what was inappropriate about that? You gotta, you gotta turn off safe search and see what it was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did you uh, did you type flop or clop? Oh yeah, <laughs> clopping. That's what clopping. I had. That was the mistake I made. Oh. All right. Uh, so anyway, listeners, if any of you decided to do their hourly lap around my apartment, so I'm going to go on mute for a bit. Uh -huh. Nice. Uh, listeners, if any of you uh, know where to find good cloaks or hats or crowns that are befitting a DM, uh, I'm looking for one. I'm also looking for a skull chalice. Um, one that doesn't look like shit. So I, I have one of those like cool... Like a High Lord Wolnir kind of one? Yes, exactly. 
Um, actually, Whiskey Jack got me a uh, one of those like I don't even know what you call it. It's a wooden like flagon kind of mug that's really good that I use a lot. But it's 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 good for a friendly game. It's not appropriate for a menacing kind of I'm trying to kill all of my PCs kind of game. You know what I mean? So if I'm gonna address like an evil dungeon master, I want a skull chalice that I can drink something red out of. I'm putting a link about um, skull chalices in. You can click past the uh, not safe for work thing. This 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 one's fine, audience. I, I posted an Etsy link to a uh, a wine glass with a snake around it. I think that was pretty cool. Etsy has been actually pretty weak about um, the skull chalice stuff. I uh, so. I like the one you posted, Shepard. It it's, reminds me of um, uh, the bad guy in Conan the Barbarian. Never saw it. What? Yeah, I will agree with you, Duncan. I, I just looked up Skull Chalice. Uh, ooh, this one's called Baphomet Goblet. Oh, that's a <laughs> oh, that's that's a that's nice. Not right. <laughs> that's nice. I like that. So but that's it's still close. not. It's not quite what I'm looking for. Sure, but I'm Baphomet saying that you know, goblet. it's it is pretty sweet. It is. My Etsy order history is is <laughs> like kind of weird. <laughs> uh, right. I see you I, like Baphomet. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, that's, I, I honestly, I do most of my gift shopping on Etsy now. Like, uh, really, you guys are the only people I tend to buy gifts for with any frequency. Um, but I uh, I tend to, to look around here for for the things I end up getting. The One of my favorite gifts <laughs> um, is still the uh, the Dark Souls tarot cards that I bought for... Uh, Duncan. And then I also bought a set for myself because I thought they were pretty sweet. On a on a related note to that, we should bring back that uh whatever that website we used for the Secret Santa that one year. Oh yeah, Th- that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, it ended up being kind of pointless though because the only people who signed up were us four, and yeah. <laughs> we just got all got each other gifts anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> like, like, good idea, but we didn't have enough people for it to. There are more like, make people sense. on the server now, so we could try. I'm it again. Not more people that are interested in joining in. Yeah, because well, yeah, right. most people on the server are like they lurk or they they have like this one particular thing they do, like they're here to play Delta Green or something. Um, and so beyond the four of us, like there's just not much participation in anything extra. Yeah, in, in fact, I I may do some spring cleaning pretty soon. Yeah, I was uh, looking the other day. There's like 30 people. It's not 30, but there are there are a lot of people in the server now. Right. There's some people that just do do nothing. Like they don't even. I, I don't even know if they use Discord. They're not even lurking. I think we should uh, hold interviews and then put it on table talk. Right. I, so I'm bringing in some outside help. <laughs> oh, it's gonna um, be office space. We're gonna have the two bobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're gonna interview everyone. They're gonna they're gonna figure out what everyone does. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like my goal, and this is still my goal with the server, was to uh, create an environment where games of some kind, you know, TTRPGs or trivia kind of stuff, or, or even just people hanging out playing video games. Like, the idea was you could get off of work and on 
pretty much any time there would be people hanging out that you could do stuff with. And there would be scheduled and unscheduled stuff and it would just be a cool place to hang out with cool people. It's not really there yet. Um, I, I mean, I obviously, I like everyone in the server. They wouldn't be here otherwise. And it's pretty active in terms of like shit posting and people post interesting stuff throughout the week. So it's, it's you know, definitely not nothing. But it's not at the point where, you know, on any given night you can show up and there are like people hanging out. We just don't have enough people for it yet that are active enough. So, um, I, like I stand by our system, which is, you know, we limit access to individual rooms. We have a lobby on the server that guests have access to, and then I selectively grant them access to the D&D room or the Delta Green room or the video game room. And then after they've been around for long enough and everybody's comfortable with them, we give them full access. Uh, the people who lurk, by and large, never made it that far. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I can't think of anything I want to change about that. We just need to find more people. Yeah, or we just need to, um, I don't know. I, I I have a harder time doing hangout stuff because I'm in a very different time zone than the rest of everybody else. Um, but, like, I like the idea of just jumping in the voice lobby and just, you know, hanging out with whoever's around. I just, the few times I have done that, nobody, <laughs> like, nobody notices or seems to care because I don't know that people are checking regularly enough to notice whether someone is in the voice chat. Right, and that's, I mean, that's my point, though, is we're, like, we need to reach a critical mass of people. We do not have sure. enough of that going on to be self-sustaining at the moment, and so the only way I can get people doing stuff is by officially scheduling things and trying to bring people around a particular activity. Um, and uh, I, I think if we had more people uh, that... You know, you do enough events, people start pairing off doing their own things, and it would kind of develop naturally after that, but we, we just don't have it yet. So, part of, uh, I mean, part of the reason I'm doing this in-person stuff, um, I mean, part of it is just because I was asked to, and I, I thought it would be kind of a good DM workout. Part of it is because I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm doing it the way that you would play at a comic shop to find out who you want to bring home. Um, so, you who know, you it's, want to bring it's, home, it's, you say? Yeah, you know, to 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 play uh, to the lair, the, the pleasure prison, yeah, the pleasure prison. Like demon horror with. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it, it may be that that you know I hit it off sufficiently with some of those people that I think they're a good fit. Uh, I mean, they're all good, nice people. That doesn't necessarily mean they're uh, you know I think this is the right spot for them, or that we kind of share the same humor or sensibilities that would make this like a place that would rub them the right way. Because, I, you know, I really like that this is kind of an alt-right paradise and we can, you know, we can say all of our neo-Nazi <laughs> yeah, exactly. stuff and that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's how we were able to break a thousand downloads on our podcast. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, over, over the course of a year. Spreading all the disinformation. None of us, part of the thing is, like, I, it's a requirement that nobody be vaccinated on the server. <laughs> yeah. um, right. And that's just increasingly difficult. Um, well, anyway, I think... Uh, we should do inspiration and then get to the session. Uh, oh. Okay. Well, I have to remember what happens during the session. It was a long time ago. So we it actually the, was. We had the barbarian fight, which was... Well, I'll tell you what. Let, let's do this a little differently then. Let's end table talk here, take the break, 
we'll do the recap and then we'll do inspiration. <laughs> okay. And that way you'll remember what you're actually doing inspiration for. That's fair. That's fair. I like it. Yep. Okay. Um, take uh, five minutes. We'll start at 10 after the hour. Nice. We need a zinger to end it on, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does anyone know any like quick. knock knock jokes? Say something all right. Oh, um. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to. No. Oh. We'll just end it there. All right. We'll end yep. it there. <laughs> <laughs>